Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Royals looking to take three of four from the Rays. Jason Vargas getting the start against Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi got a lift from his defense in the first. And the first pitch here is ripped on the ground on one hopper. Was it caught in the air? It was caught in the air on a backhand by Logan Morrison, and there's two gone. Here's the one-two pitch. A swing and a flare down the left field line. Giving chases. Corey Dickerson into the corner near the cutout, and he makes the catch! He reached over the cutout, and he made the catch! Oh, my! Odorizzi trying to get through this fourth, keeping the game scoreless. From the line, he throws. High drive into deep left field. Whit Merrifield had just sent a tape measure shot over the seats and onto the tarp. Just under the party deck. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a line drive caught by Vargas on the mound. Threw the mid-up and made the catch. On and away, and the pitch got him swinging. Change up low on the outside, in the dirt. Weeks tried to dig it out, couldn't do it. Seven homers, including one in this series. 18 runs batted in. Race shift to the left side and still have the infield in. There's a line drive down the left field line. He hooked it. Fair ball. This will break it open. In to score is Escobar. And right behind him, Moustakas. Perez sliding into second with a two-run double. It's 3-0 Kansas City. Now the 1-2 pitch. Swing ground ball up the middle. Another base hit into center field. Bonifacio turns for third. And Kiermaier does it again. He missed it. And it rolls all the way to the wall. It's happening again. It's going to be an inside-the-park home run as Merrifield scores hardly with a throw. I don't believe what I'm seeing. It's 6 to nothing, Kansas City, and Kiermaier living a nightmare in center field in his homestand. It's a single and an E8, the same thing we saw in game one of the series. What is going on? The Royals go on to win it 6 to nothing. Vargas improves to 5 and 1, firing 7 scoreless, allowing just 3 hits and striking out 4. It's the Royals' first series win since they swept the Angels back April 14th to the 16th. After the loss, Rays skipper Kevin Cash talked about a game that got away in the late innings. Odo threw the ball really well. You know, I said a lot about Odo. I don't think he felt very good as far as from a stuff standpoint. He was battling uh, they had some good swings. You just, you could tell he, he didn't have the stuff he normally has. He didn't have the feel for his pitches. But for him to give up, you know, one one run through seven or six was was really impressive and gave us every chance to win. Their guy Vargas, we got a good understanding of why he's gotten out of the gate so hot here and and uh, having such a, a nice first month to his season. You know, he, he makes pitches well. I don't think he really did anything that caught us off guard or fooled us. It's just, I mean, you look at what he's done. He's given up one home run all year, and, and um, 
that, that says something, especially about a guy that, you know, basically pitches between 85 and 87 miles an hour with a fastball. So located the ball really well, kept us off balance, didn't fall in any, any uh, sequences, and did, did a nice job. When you uh, when you have uh, a guy that doesn't have as good his best stuff like Odorizzi, how big was the catch by Dickerson in the first inning? Oh man, that was a tremendous play. You know, it was uh, that that excited the kind of woke the dugout up for sure. Um, you know, you'd like to be able to add on right then to keep it rolling, but like we've talked about Corey a lot, he's played tremendous on both sides of the ball. That was a, a, just a spectacular catch. How surprised were you to see a play like that with Kiermaier again? Um, you know what? Uh, I mean, anytime KK doesn't make a play, it's going to be surprising. And that's, you know, credit to his track record and the way he's performed here over the last three, four years, whatever it's been. So, uh, look, we, we, we got some guys that are having a rough time on, on, on offense, on defense, on the mound. Uh, maybe it's a good thing to get on the road and see if we can get out of this. Kevin, the fact that he is a gold lover, it does stand out, obviously. And like you said, anybody can go through a rough stretch. But Anyone who does go through that stretch, do they need to just slow things down a little bit? Is there something they can do or, or to, to just change their? Well, yeah. I mean, ideally, I mean, I think when you, when you talk to players that are that are going really well in this game, the game's kind of coming to them, and and their bats are a little slower. They're 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 picking up pitches a little earlier. Every every decision they make, it seems like they've got more time. And then when you're you're scuffling a little bit. The game speeds up on you. I mean, that's a, a common saying, and and I think we, you know, KK's right there with some other guys. That the, the game is really fast right now for for some guys, and um, we got to work on slowing it down. Um, what was the decision to bring Moreno in in, in the seventh? As far as well, I mean, you know, the bullpen was pretty good after last night. I was just wondering. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're we're down one nothing. It's first and second. Like the things that Moreno can do. I mean, it was it was. I think Hick and I felt that that Hick was. Uh, excuse me, Hick and I felt that Whitley, uh, given his workload, that had probably been enough, and had confidence in Moreno coming in there to try to get a ground ball or something. A lot of these losses have come late in the game, late in games. You get the sense that some guys are trying to do too much. Well, we, we were losing the whole game. It was one nothing, so six nothing, one nothing, whatever. We were losing the ball game. They separated at the end, uh, so this is a little different feeling than than having a game one going in late. I mean, we were down one nothing. Odorizzi held the Royals to a run on four hits over six and talked about a tough luck loss. Pretty smooth day overall out there for you. How'd you feel? <laughs> Not smooth. Um... It was a tough day. I couldn't really get too much location. Uh, kind of all over the place with my fastball. Um, we kind of scrambling for pitches later on in the game, but when it mattered, made some pitches that uh, got us some out of some jams and uh, had good defense behind me too. That always helps. Corey made a you know incredible play to open the game up and you know kind of stop the stop the bleeding early. But it's just one of those games where you're fighting, you know, fighting your command, do this and that. But you know, very thankful that it was only one run and uh, you know tried to keep us in it as best I could. You tell us about that catch by Corey, just an unbelievable way to start the game. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think it was going that far and kept watching it and watching Corey and it looked like it was going to match up, but that corner is pretty tricky, but he navigated it pretty well and timed his little jump and brought it straight back over the wall. So he did a fantastic job right there. Like I said, I couldn't, couldn't have asked for anything better. Almost, uh, almost too competitive a pitch for Merrifield on a full count. I'm sure that that's definitely not where you want it. No, I mean, it's I'm not really wanting to walk him either. So it was uh, just a fastball up and in, and he got to it. It was supposed to be away. It just kind of leaked 
uh, leaked in her third, but uh, put a good swing on it. You know, I've had a lot of success at the top of the zone right there. A lot of guys swing through it or pop it up. So, to his credit, he got to it. But uh, you know, I'm not trying to give away free, free passes, and he just you know, he got to it. So, you know, tip of the hat to him. And you know, from then I just moved on and try to keep it at one. And after a difficult uh, homestand, I'm sure that uh, a change of scenery might be welcome. Yeah, I mean it's difficult. We we're in a lot of games, which is a plus. But we just need to wait. You know, find a way to. Uh, close games out, you know, just get us back in the win column. So hopefully, you know, we'll have a good, a good uh, road trip starting off in Boston. So hopefully, you know, we get off to a good start. Up next, the Rays head up the coast to Boston. Alex Cobb will get the start on Friday in the series opener against Rick Porcello.